The views and opinions expressed on the following program are those of the program host and guests and do not necessarily represent the views of Western Carolina University or radio station WWCU. Welcome. My name is Ward Sewell, and we are joined by Paige Christie, Executive Director of the Community Table, a 501c3 nonprofit organization located in Silva, North Carolina. Today we are going to be talking about what the Community Table is and how COVID-19 has affected the Community Table. Well, starting off, can you state your name and your job title? I am Paige Christie, and I am the Executive Director of the Community Table in Silva, North Carolina. Can you tell me what is the Community Table? The Community Table is a 501c3 nonprofit, and we are dedicated to feeding those in need in our community. We have uh, two programs. We have a food pantry, which started in 2008, and a meal program, um, which started in 1999. So we've been around 21 years, 22 this year. Good heavens. Okay. How has COVID-19 affected the community table? Oh, (laughs) there's a humdinger of a question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first thing it did was closed our dining room for in-person dining, and we have not restarted that as of this date and don't expect to restart that until the fall. Everything is to go. Everything is carry out. Um, It forced us to buy a meal packing machine. Uh, We do all meals on site still as far as the making of them, but they're all going out the door in um, meal pack to go containers. Instead of the client choice pantry where folks come in and pick what would work for their family, we've had to go to prepacking boxes. Mm -hmm. Everything is drive-through only. Everything is uh, masks required. We have let all of our volunteers go because most of our volunteers were either older or college students, which put them either in a super vulnerable population or in a super potentially carrier population, I guess you would say. And so in order to make sure that we were able to stay open and serve the population in need, uh, and the need has been great, we have been running on a skeleton crew of four people for the last year. So it's been an adventure. I can only imagine things have been hard up there for y'all then, for sure. Yeah. Do you think that y'all are going to continue to implement these practices after COVID ends? Certain things will stay the same. Um, we're prob- we're definitely going to keep our meal packing machine for to-go meals because it, it allows us to get rid of styrofoam and it's <laughs> the meals can be heated in a microwave or an oven or and they can be frozen, which you couldn't do with styrofoam. So that's an aspect that we're going to keep as far as carry out meals. The fact that we don't have any leftovers anymore because anything that's left over, we can pack in the meal packing and, and freeze it and give it out in the pantry. So that that's something that we're definitely going to stay. We've made changes within the building, like we have all no-touch soap dispensers and more hand sanitizer. And so there are certain things, cleaning procedures and things like that, that are definitely going to stay in place. But we're really looking forward to getting back to client choice pantry and in-person dining hopefully by the end of this year, fingers crossed, we're following the science. So it will all depend on vaccinations, our rates, very boring stuff like that. Yeah. I think all of us have our fingers crossed on that. And um, why is the community table important to residents of Jackson County? Uh, The community table is important to residents of Jackson County because more than 23% of this County pre pandemic lived in poverty, below the poverty line. And so, you know, we're, we're talking to a significant number of people, many of whom are children. So we are here to provide a couple of things in normal times. In normal times, we're here to provide um, 
a place of fellowship and companionship where people can come together and enjoy each other's company, especially older folks who might not otherwise get out and see their friends and, and a place to feel safe. We're here for the folks who can't yank themselves up by their bootstraps, as some people love to say, because they either don't have boots or they're six or they're 80, you know? <laughs> so, you know, we are here uh, as an immediate need resource for those who are hungry. And that is vital, especially in these really hard times. Uh, we've seen a lot of increase um, in first time visitors to us who've never come to us before, working families with kids who've, you know, folks who've been laid off or lost their jobs due to all this mess. So um, yeah, we're, we're just here as a safety net and as a support system for anybody in need, whether uh, that's you need us every two weeks or you need us every day or you need us once a year, we're here. So I think knowing that we're here is a comfort to people. And it also is a resource that allows neighbors to help neighbors. Even if I'm not in need, maybe my neighbor is and I can go get something and drop it on their porch and they don't even have to know where it came from, you know, that kind of thing. So it allows people to help each other as much as it does um, allow us to help folks. So we're a resource across the board for folks. When is the community table open? Current hours are Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. We are not open weekends and we are not open Wednesday. And folks can come every two weeks for a food box and every day that we're open for a meal. And were those the same hours that y'all had uh, pre-COVID? Uh, we were 11 to 6 pre-COVID, but we have had to reduce hours a little bit just because we're taking tents up and down out in the parking lot and cones, and it takes us a while to do that. So we have to we have to leave time to break everything down uh, in the evening and get the kitchen cleaned up and make sure we're good to go for the next open day. And on the days y'all are open, how many people would you say that the community table serves? It really depends. Sometimes we see 10 folks for food boxes and sometimes we see 80. Usually we're doing between 80 and 120 meals a day. It, it's just going to vary from day to day. People's work schedules, you know, how things fall. So it, it's, it varies wildly, but uh, we're here regardless. Here in Jackson County, do you think there's an issue with food scarcity? Absolutely. And it's not, it's not so much that there isn't food, it's that people can't afford food. The world makes, uh, produces enough people worldwide, enough food rather, to feed 10 billion people worldwide. We're not at that population. It's not a matter of availability of food, it's in a matter of economics. It's not that there isn't food, it's that people can't afford the food. And specifically, people can't afford nutritious food that keeps them healthy. Maybe they can afford the dollar menu at McDonald's or whatever, but they can't afford, you know, the expensive vegetables in the produce section. So it, it, it's not about does the food exist in the world for people to eat? It's can the people afford to eat the food that's going to keep them healthy? Can you tell me a little bit about the food pantry that is offered by the community table? Uh, the food pantry uh, started in 2008 and under normal circumstances, it is a client choice pantry, which means we have everything on shelves in sections like this is the vegetable section and this is the meat section and this is the pasta section and whatever. And uh, folks can go through and based on the number of folk, people in their family, they can choose one or two or three or whatever it is items from each section 
that's going to work for their family. And that's our ideal situation. Um, and for every child in the family, we also give an extra, what we call kid pack. We have a, a bag uh, for each child in the family that's specific stuff that, that kids can, can eat on their own, like granola bars and applesauce and, and things like that. Under these circumstances right now, because we can't have people, you know, dozens of people in and out of the building, we're prepacking the boxes based on USDA guidelines. We have um, single box for one, two, and three people in the family. If you have more than three people in the family, you get what they call a double box, and it's just based on USDA guidelines. Um, and we try to include a lot of the absolute basic staples in there, like canned fruit, canned vegetables, peanut butter, cereal, pasta and sauce, rice, things like that. And then on top of that, if we've got fun stuff that we get in, like really funky uh, chocolate bars, or we might get in some, you know, salad dressing or vinaigrette or, you know, cooking oil. So if we have fun stuff, we add that in as well. So, and right now we're putting, when we've got masks and things like that, we're also adding masks and hand sanitizer as we get them in to the food boxes to try to keep people safe. Is anyone welcome to the community table? Yeah. And for the meal program, uh, we don't care where you're from. Just come on down. We're here four days a week and we'll give you a meal for every person in your family. Here you go. Have fun. We are, and this is strictly a financial thing. We are restricted to Jackson County as far as uh, the pantry goes, the food boxes go. If people are really in need, we will work with them. You know, if, if someone's from, from Macon or Swain or Haywood or, or Graham County, you know, and they're really in need um, and they can't get to the resources there uh, for whatever reason, just come talk to me and I, we will work with you, especially in these times. But under, under normal rules, we are Jackson County, anybody living in Jackson County. And I don't care. And that you can be living here just for this month, or you can be living here the last 20 years, you know? So if that includes students at the university, you know, who may be here for a semester or two, you don't have to live here for 10 years to, to take advantage of our services. If you are within county boundaries, we're going to feed you. So under normal circumstances, no COVID, how does someone go about volunteering to work at the community table? Uh, we have a volunteer coordinator and kitchen manager. His name is Gary Wood. He is in charge of the kitchen, all making all the meals, all the bad jokes you can stand, as well as coordinating our volunteers. On a normal evening shift for the dining hall when we're open, we need between six and 10 people, in addition to, you know, the, a, a couple of staff to, you know, serve drinks, serve food, help in the kitchen, bust tables, wash dishes, all that kind of thing. And you would call Gary at our main number, which is 828-586-6782. I'll say that again, 828-586-6782, because there's nothing worse than hearing a phone number only once. <laughs> um, just give him a ring under normal circumstances and say, hey, these are my days that I can get there. Can you use me? And he'll get you on the schedule. And so uh, that's great. And we often have need for helping unload the trucks. Uh, when Mana comes in with 10,000 pounds worth of food and we've got to unload the trucks and sort it and date it and can it and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So those, that usually happens on Tuesdays. So we've got lots of opportunities for volunteering uh, under normal circumstances. We are hoping to get back to that sooner than later. So everybody get their vaccination, cross your fingers and take care of each other so that we can get back to normal and have you down to visit us. Fingers crossed for sure. And Paige, is there anything that I did not ask that you feel our listeners should know? 
yeah, I, I think that the hardest part about an organization like ours is making sure that we're reaching everybody in need. Uh, there's a lot of people out there who feel like, you know, even if they're living paycheck to paycheck and putting things on their credit card, that they're okay and that somebody's worse off than than they are, and therefore they don't want to take resources in quotes from somebody else. You're not taking anything from anybody else by coming to see us, even if you only need us this week. I, I want to get through to people that we're here for anybody who needs us anytime they needs it, need us. Again, whether you need us, you know, every single night for a meal or whether you're just sick of the dining hall at the university today and you've got an exam tomorrow and you don't want to deal and you want to come down and have us just hand you a plate, that's fine. <laughs> so it's not for others. It's for those in need, whoever they are. Um, and we're happy to help. So that's, I think that's the thing that people don't really understand is that we don't ask any questions. We don't ask your income. We don't ask, you know, where, you know, why you need this food. We ask your address. If you don't have one, you just say, I don't have one. And we have to ask by law if you're on food stamps, but we don't care. <laughs> it's just for our records. We don't care. And your name and how many people in your family that you're feeding. And that's all we care about. So yeah, it's really easy. No ID, no nothing involved. Come down, we'll feed you. Well, Paige, thank you so much for doing this. I think, I think this will be beneficial for a lot of people. Thank you. Thank you again so much for doing this. Absolutely. Yeah. Anytime. Call me if you got any questions. That pretty much wraps up what the community table is and how they have been affected by COVID. Thank you again, Paige, for joining me, and thank you for listening.